Man, you could have just kept on, you know. Felt like he wanted to keep on. Make my day light. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. My goodness. How everybody doing? How everybody doing? Man, it it seems like it's going by fast to me. It, it only seems like that when I come up here. All the other time, I'm like, whoo, man, this is eight nights, y'all. This is uh, this is beautiful. Man, amen. You know what? I, I'm going to talk to you later about that. Grab. Bless my soul last night. All right. Man, how y'all doing? Y'all good? All right. We learning? I mean, he's really taking us some places this, this Hanukkah. Um, man, um, the word, the word out on the street is, next year they said, uh, Pastor, I got to condense all eight days in with one. That's the word on the street. But it's going to be a nice long day. Elder, your, your prayer came through, huh? I don't know. I mean, prophetically, we don't know where we're going to be next year. This year, Israel is in uh, is at war. So, who knows what next year? Prophetically, why we may see it like that, we shall find out. Amen. Man, I just I do want to thank each and everybody who have come out every night. Get yourself a hand clap, God. Praise God. Sounds like some dedication going on here. Man. I got a question for you, though. Are you really dedicated? Are we really dedicated? I'm asking the question, but you answer it within you. Give you a second to think about it for a minute. Am I, am I just coming? Am I really dedicated? Hmm. So, I like that right there. That's nice, man. I could... I feel like I could almost sing <laughs> in my spirit. I feel like it. My God, y'all don't. I feel like it. I feel like it. That's right. Make a joyful noise. I do. I feel that's beautiful right there, y'all. Yeah, you know. Hmm. So maybe, you know, later tonight, take out a piece of paper and uh, maybe write down a few things that in the coming year that you want to be more dedicated in. It's a thought. You should do that. Some of you stretch yourself. Stretch yourself a little further. I'm going to dedicate. I'm going to stretch myself. This this, this year coming up, I'm actually going to uh, take up um, the guitar lessons that I said I'm going to do. I'm going to stress them out. Uh, I'm going to be dedicated. 
I didn't just say that. I'm going to show y'all and be so dedicated, you're actually going to see me play. All right. <laughs> now, I ain't say all that. I mean, I hit a note or so. I might hit a note or two. But I said I'm going to prophesy. I'm going to prophesy myself. Okay, I said that to be light because I got to hit you hard tonight. Now, I really wanted to get into, I love history. I really want to get into the history of what we're doing because it's important. Because God requires that which is past. And it's his story. Amen? And you are part of his story. Um, but I was going through and he gave me this word uh, and it's real significant in what we are discussing with the Maccabees and uh, Hanukkah, which means dedication. And the word is idolatry. Yeah, real, real important. So, Pastor, what is idolatry? And I, I was like, I got it. I got what he was saying, why he said it. I was writing down so much I couldn't. I just I, I got to stop because they ain't going to give me for so much time. Idolatry is image worship. Or divine honor paid to any created image. Y'all okay? So idolatry is image worship, which is, can be also translated as imagination worship. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what, what, are, you, what are you saying to me about what's going on? He said, okay, so he said, ask him this question too. What idol do you have in front of God? Because that means that you worship it. I like he asked questions. What idol do you have in front of God? You could worship your life. Okay. Man, I got real quick. Go to just keep that going. Matthew seven. Uh, twenty-two and twenty-three. Amplified, please. This is Matthew chapter 7 at verse 22. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? Verse 23. Hmm. Then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. 
Depart from me, you who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. Wow. Well, that put a lot of ministries in that line. He's saying, I don't know you. What's in front of me? That he don't know me. Hmm. Wow. Watch this. You can know the president of the United States. He can declare laws. And you can go around and dictate that very same law. And make it official because it is the law. But the president wouldn't know who you were. But you made a declaration of that law, just like you prophesied in my name. You use my name. But you don't know me. You cast out demons. But you don't know me. You cast them out in my name. Just like I mentioned a law that is, I didn't make that law, but I enforced that law. Right? Police officer enforced the law, right? But he didn't make that law. He don't know the person who made that law, but he can enforce that law. He can use. Right? Okay. So he's saying, just because you come to church, just because you use my name, cast out demons. I never knew you. Hmm. Isn't that scary? Wow. You got all these prophets prophesying. But God going to say, I didn't know you because you didn't know me. This is important tonight. question <laughs> how can we actually say we know God I'm not going to ask you do you know God but how can we actually say we know God right and don't know that he hates pagan worship how can we say that how can we say that we know him and we don't know that he hates pagan worship? Remember, he wants us to be set aside, set apart, kadosh. Everybody say kadosh. kadosh. All right. There are many things. Christian do in his name. Based on tradition. And not based off of scriptural. Many do that. Would y'all agree? Hmm. 
I'm going to talk about something. And I was like, Lord, are you, that's what you really want me to do? A lot of people say there is no scripture that tells us, watch this, not to worship or celebrate Christmas. <laughs> Somebody say semantic. That's good. Jesus speaks much about this subject, what I just said. And he doesn't specifically name Christmas because Christmas wasn't celebrated during that time. Christmas came in by Pope Julius I, officially declared it December 25th as the birth of Jesus Christ in 336 A.D. Did y'all hear that? Okay. This was the reign of the, <laughs> this one, my problem is with it, it was the reign of the Roman Empire. So anything in that society would have influence, correct? Mm. Still to this day, right? This was the reign of the Roman, watch this, it was also the reign of the Roman Emperor Constantine. How many of y'all ever heard of Constantine? Yeah. Uh, he's in the Bible. Jesus spoke on, listen, Jesus spoke on tradition and customs many, many times and in many practices. Look at tradition. Go to, man of God, Mark 7. Mark 7, let's start at, uh, let's see here. Let me see here. Let's go to Mark 7 and uh, 13. Let's see here. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. Let's go there. Mark 7, 13 through 16. Mark chapter 7 at verse 13. Thus you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition, hmm. which you in turn hand on. And many things of this kind you are doing. Hmm. And he called the people to him again and said to them, listen to me, all of you, and understand what I say. There is not even one thing outside of a man, which by going into him, can pollute and defile him. But the things which come out of a man mm. are what defile him and make him unhallowed and unclean. Wow. Verse 16. If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening and let <coughs> him perceive and comprehend by hearing. Okay. Wow. And we know that all scripture is written down for our learning, correct? All scripture, old and new, correct? So a lot of times we nullify, we're just New Testament people. No, the Bible is complete. It's the whole canon. He said it then, he's saying it now. And trust me, he's going to say it tomorrow. My goodness, tradition, it said, nullified. 
weakens the truth. Oh, my God. Tradition can make the word of God of none effect. Jesus charged, watch this, the religious with setting aside God's word. Watch this, teacher, for tradition. Religious tradition may be described as, watch this, institutional or personal. Institutional tradition are such things as rituals, rules, regulations, schedules, forms, services, procedures, organization, anything that gives order and security to the person involved. Personal tradition are such things as church attendance, <laughs> prayers, habits, ceremonies, objects, which a person uses somewhat I don't want to say it that way. To keep the person religiously secured. How about that? Jesus was attacking the fact that so many religious or religious put their tradition first while neglecting and ignoring God's word. I'm talking about adultery. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there, okay? Oh, okay, let's go here. So Christmas <laughs> was never commanded in Scripture. It's just a tradition of men. My God. Mm. Well, we're going we gonna to get to that, teacher. Men of God, go to, let's see, let's try Colossians. I feel like a cup of Colossians. That's going to be my coffee brand coming out. Colossians. Bold. Extra bold. All right, there we go. <laughs> That's what I like. Okay. Colossians 2 and 8 amplified. Colossians chapter 2 at verse 8. See to it that no one carries you off as spoil or makes you yourselves captive by his so-called philosophy and intellectualism and vain deceit, mm. idle fancies, and plain nonsense. Mm. Following human tradition, men's ideas of the material rather than the spiritual world. Mm. Just crude notions following the rudimentary and elemental teachings of the universe and disregarding the teachings of Christ, the Messiah. You got the whole church talking about flat earth and all these type of things. Things to lead you. Who heard of that? Lead you away. See, see, and this right here creates doctrine. It creates followers. It creates tradition, leading away from what you really need. Okay, all right, all right. We're going to learn about this. We talk about adultery. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help y'all today, all right? My goodness. <sighs> there is not one scripture to tell us to celebrate his birthday. I know I'm coming for a lot of religious people. 
right now. Watch this. He didn't tell us the day he was born on. He didn't. Can we be, can I turn y'all into a little biblical archaeologist here for a moment? I'm sorry. I won't do the history teacher, but we can do be an archaeologist tonight, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, any archaeologists around the world, any discoveries that they make, they have to notify the Smithsonian or the government. Why? I wonder why. Mm. Hidden archaeology for a reason. All right. Well, listen to this. He didn't tell us the day he was born on. But watch this, though, teacher. But he did have the dates for all of his feast. He didn't do his birthday. Or did he? It's a mystery. Or did he? Oh, my God. Okay. But he didn't give us the date of his birthday, but he gave us all the dates for every feast. We know exactly the dates. Hmm. So I'm going to skip down because watch this. So got some students in here. So listen to this. So if Jesus was conceived six months after John the Baptist, and the Bible tells us that, that Mary's um, Elizabeth was pregnant six months ahead of Mary. Aha. Aha. Right? So we know that. It's documented. We know it. Six months after John the Baptist. So conception, that would mean that Jesus was born through probably the biblical month of Tishri, which usually occurs, watch this, between September and October. I told you, between the calendar, the chains, you know, moon, all this time, things been lost. It's just somewhere in between that. Now watch this. Now if John was born, and it tells us that John was born on the 14th of Nisan. We know this. And you go actually 40 weeks. You actually, you know, go 40 weeks, right? You're sure Jesus could have been born on the eve of Shakot. Or tabernacles, which makes good sense. Now, remember, I told you that because of what happened with the Maccabees and the Hellenization of the Jews or the, the Israelites then, that they could not worship. They could not observe the feast for a long time. But Shakot. Or I, I told you that they run into each other. So this is why Shakot, or should I say tabernacles, or Hanukkah, 
was right about in that same time. This is why he said it was winter time. He, he, he was talking about it was somewhere in there. Our winter is not the same as that. So, watch this. So, listen. So, they use the, the Feast of Dedication, Feast of Lights. And this is why it said that it was happening then. And we know that there were three feasts that Jesus, all the males, had to come. He had to be there. And that's why I say it didn't tell us that one feast. What it was, it didn't tell us. But then it did tell us that he was there in the wintertime and it was. Come on, y'all put it together now. If if they are now observing. Feast of dedication, which is in cahoots with and blending over into Shakot or tabernacles. Tabernacles mean what? That he came to tabernacle with his people. So could his birth been, could it been tabernacles? And his return would be in tabernacle, come and dwell with his people. He's not going to be, it's not going to be, it's for a reason. No, it is. Because they are him. Y'all follow me? Look at it. The word, I told you got to help speak. He revealed. This is about the revealing. Amen. Woo! Go to John 1.14. Let's see here. And I'm trying to see what the Lord is saying here. Amen. Watch this. So let's see what the word say. Tabernacles. Hmm, that could mean, that could make this scene right here. Go ahead. John chapter 1 at verse 14. And the word Christ became flesh. Human, incarnate, Ooh. and tabernacle. Oh, and what? <laughs> y'all ready? I know because y'all. <laughs> I said that it's possible that he could have been conceived during that time. If we do the math back and forth, we can know the dates here. 40 weeks, right? 40 years in the wilderness. And I said, maybe, maybe the word is actually already told us, but we just don't believe it. It's just the hardest thing to believe when Jesus is trying to tell you who he is. Because our doctrine, tradition, and he's telling them who he was, but they could not see through. So I said, read that again, man of God, that he could possibly came over conceived. Him. And then he's going to come back on tabernacles. Maybe that's because you see it in the book of Revelation as well. I don't see another feast except tabernacles. Go ahead. And the word Christ became flesh. Mary. Mary. The word came. The spirit came to her. 
and now it's telling you how he got here. Go ahead. And the word, now go ahead, man. I got to read it from the beginning. And, and the word Christ became flesh, flesh. Human, human, incarnate, and tabernacle, fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while among us. Mm, mm, mm. And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son mm. receives from his father. Mm. Full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Mm. And he came to tabernacle with his people. And he's coming back to tabernacle with his people because he is tabernacles. Y'all, we got to get this. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Okay, y'all ready? This is the revealing. Watch this. I'm just saying. So let's go back. Man of God, do this for me. Very familiar scripture that the church refused to see. Go to Jeremiah 10, 2. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 10 at verse 2. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen nation. And be not dismayed at the signs of the heavens, mm -hmm. though they are dismayed at them. Verse 3. Yeah. For the customs and ordinances of the peoples are false, empty, and futile. It is but a tree which one cuts out of the forest to make for himself a god. Mm. The work of the hands of the craftsmen with the axe or other tool. Verse 4, they deck the idol with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers so it will not fall apart or move around. Verse 5, their idols are like pillars of turned work, as upright and stationary and immobile as a palm tree. Like scarecrows in a cucumber field, they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. <laughs> Neither is it possible for them to do good, and it is not in them. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. And wait a minute. Wow. I know that sounds familiar. Mm. 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 God gave a twofold warning to the entire house of Israel, both the northern and the southern kingdom. Of course, the Lord warning is applicable to every generation of people. Amen. It didn't stop right then. Because his word is forever. First, God warned the people not to follow the ways of idolaters. That's verse 2. False religion has rituals and rules that their members must follow. 
And in most cases, these rituals and rules stresses um, securing righteousness by being good or doing good works. Mm -hmm. In other words, people must do good works in order to become righteous and acceptable to the false gods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, this is totally contrary to the truth. Human beings can never achieve perfection, no matter how many good works they do. In fact, every human being sins and comes short of God's glory. Romans 3.23. No person can achieve perfect righteousness. Therefore, no person can ever become acceptable to God by his own strength or works. That's what Jehovah Witnesses do. That's really much all false religions. That's what the Mormons do. You know, Jehovah Witness. I'm a pioneer. I, I got this many hours. That's how I, I get to get there. Pioneer. Y'all, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. A pioneer. Come on. Come on, Dusty. You know what I'm talking about. There it is. I'm a pioneer. I made it do what I know. I can get in by works. Mm. He said, I'll show you my faith by my works. I'm not working to get saved. It's the gift of God, lest any man should boast. Ah, uh-huh. okay, where's where, where that scripture at? I can show you that in New World Translation too. Okay, well, watch this. All right, watch this. Mm. Y'all all right? Okay. See, we have to be careful. See, remember at this time of Jeremiah, remember every, every time a nation, how I want to say this, at this time, every nation, except the nation of Israel, was pagan. Meaning they had multiple gods. Polytheism. Not monotheism. Polytheism. Many. So this is important to know. Ooh. Let me get here. The pagan worship is of multiple gods, as I told you, right? This is how you get father god, mother god. And son of God. That's all you see. Father God, mother God, and son of God. You see all of those things. That little baby that y'all saw. That soul invictus. That ain't Jesus. <laughs> the one riding on the horse. That's Mithra. That's not. Revelation. Him on the white horse. See, it's all. It's right in plain you can go to New York and you can see all that written right there. You can see all that with the statues, all of that. It's all right there in plain sight. Still worshiping. Y'all all right? Now, let's go to this. This is where I want to go. Man of God, go to Exodus. Exodus. Movement of the... Okay, here we go. Ready? I had my roster day. I told you, I'm designed for your wilderness journey. I've been there. I just didn't smoke no weed. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. <laughs> you know, without the mind of Christ, you're crazy. I had limits. I had limits. <laughs> okay. All right. Men of God, go to... This, this is going to be good. I got, I got some good stuff for y'all now. 
and now I'm going to be here. Go to, let me go there first. Let's go to Exodus uh, ooh, 30. Mm, hold on a second, man of God. Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. Okay, go to Exodus 32, and let's start at, yeah, let's start at 7. Exodus chapter 32 at verse 7. The Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. You know what? Hold on a second. Hold on a second, man of God. Be flexible with me. All right. I'm trying to speed up some time. Yeah, I got to speed up some time. So y'all know, this is the story where Moses went up, had a camp meeting with God, and um, had a camp meeting with God. Tonight's just going to be it, ain't it? And uh, God had a camp meeting with, with Moses, right? And he came down because the people were doing all kind of debauchery. They had an image array, all kind of stuff. You know what the church is doing. You ready? Go ahead with seven. God was, God was fed up. Go ahead, man of God. Verse, verse 7. The Lord said to Moses, go down for your people whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. Go ahead. They have turned aside quickly out of the way mm. which I commanded them. Mm -hmm. They have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed to it and said, these are your gods, O Israel, that brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Mm. Hold up. God saw the terrible sin, and it angered him. He was very angry. And God is not blind. Y'all know that, right? He sees everything that a person does. Why we do stuff and we don't think God sees us? You know why? Because we think it's the physical, and he sees this. Okay. All right. He sees everything a person does. He saw the terrible sin being committed by the Israelites. God abruptly stopped the conference that he was having with Moses. He was going up there for, what, about 40 days. He was up there. He shut the meeting down. God, now watch this, God abruptly faced Moses and shocked him to his core. And he said, and he listened to this, and he said, and he told Moses to go to his people. Moses, go to your people. He said, go to your people. 
God was denouncing the people. He changed the pronoun. He didn't call them my people anymore. He said, your people. Why did he do that? Because the people were doing what? They were doing idol worship. They were sacrificing to an idol. See, the problem is, that this is what God was saying, we don't take idolatry serious. And God does. I'm going to help us why we don't. God was upset because of what they were doing. It was idolatry. God takes idolatry very serious. So much so that he said, they're not my people now. Good God. I'm going to go in some place. Okay. Man of God, what verse did you stop at? Eight? Go ahead. Continue. At verse nine. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Mm. Verse 10, now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may burn hot against them, and that I may destroy them, but I will make of you a great nation. Now look at that. He told him, forget them now. Moses, I'll make a great nation out of you. The Bible said Moses was the meekest man that ever lived. God takes it very serious, idolatry. Okay, I'm going to go there. Go ahead, continue, man of God. But Moses besought the Lord his God and said, Lord, why does your wrath blaze hot against your people? Did y'all see? This is the intercession that's taking place now. He's beginning to intercede. On their behalf for their idolatry, sin. Go ahead. Why does your wrath blaze hot against your people, mm. whom you have brought forth out of the land of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say, for evil he brought them forth, to slay them in the mountains and consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce wrath. And change your mind concerning this evil against your people. Mm. Verse 13. Earnestly remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by your own self mm. and said to them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens. And all this land that I have spoken of will I give to your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. Then the Lord turned from the evil which he had thought to do to his people. Do y'all see what one intercessor in a conversation about sin with his people can do? One. One intercessor. I will hope you will take intercessor prayer on Tuesday nights. Very different or have a different approach. What we can actually do. 
Go ahead. Verse 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tables of the testimony in his hand. Tables or tablets that were written on both sides. The tables were the work of God. The writing was the writing of God graven upon the tables. Mm -hmm. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. Mm. But Moses said, it is not the sound of shouting for victory. Mm -mm. Neither is it the sound of the cry of the defeated, but the sound of singing that I hear. Mm. Verse 19. And as soon as he came near to the camp, he saw the calf and the dancing. Mm. And Moses' anger blazed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands. Now he see what God saw. Now he see exactly what God saw. He didn't see it at first. And his, listen, he didn't make, wasn't that blazed then, but he is now. Go ahead. Go ahead. And he cast the tables out of his hands and broke them mm. at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they had made and burned it in the fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water Woo. and made the Israelites drink it. Mm. No, he don't play with idolatry. Then and not now. But go ahead. We're going to get to the point. Go ahead. Verse 21. And Moses said to Aaron, what did this people do to you mm. that you have brought so great a sin upon them? And Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord blaze hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. Verse 23. Mm. For they said to me, make us gods which shall go before us as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Verse 20. Look how they do. Look how they did him. Go ahead. I said to them, those who have any gold, let them take it off. So they gave it to me. Then I cast it into the fire. And there came out this calf. <laughs> Look at him lying. Now he just cast it in, and it came out of calf. Now, he was gone for 40 days now. Look at that. Look at the lie. That's what we do. We do it, too. I don't know how it happened. Go ahead. Teeth looking at me. Go ahead. Verse 25. Hey, we're going to stop there. Go ahead. And when Moses saw that the people were unruly and restrained, for Aaron had let them get out of control so that they were a derision and an object of shame among their enemies. Then Moses stood in the gate of the camp and said, whoever is on the Lord's side, let him come to me. And all the Levites, the priestly tribe, gathered together to him. It, you just can't have sin in the camp. I'm going to ask who is with me and let the chips fall where they may. Oh, my God. y'all! This is a good visual example. Watch. God, listen, God reacts to the people serving him. Watch this. In the way that if you continue to read, but I got to 
cut some shortcuts here. Listen, this is the God reacts to the people serving him in the way they desire. Listen, and not from what he commanded. They wanted to serve them the way they desired and not the way that God commanded them to. Y'all OK? All right. Listen to this. Listen, their intentions, because he said they really wanted to have this calf and worship Yahweh. But that was not the way that God said you do this worship. Okay, you want to you want you want to acknowledge Christ, but this is not the way that he said that you are to do it. I understand that. This is what he is saying right here. You were sincere. And they wanted to pay honor to God for delivering them out of Egypt. He didn't, he didn't want them, you know, this type of worship. This is what God said. Yeah, that's great, but this is not the type of worship that I want. You learned that in bondage. Y'all not ready? You're, you're, you're trying to worship me with one of their gods. Okay, go, but, okay that's, one, that's, one chat, that's one verse, right? Go to Deuteronomy 12. Go to Deuteronomy 12. Mm-mm. Let me give y'all something for some. Y'all go to Deuteronomy 12, man of God. Uh, 29. <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 12 at verse 29. When the Lord your God cuts off before you the nations whom you go to dispossess, and you dispossess them, and live in their land. Mm. Verse 30. Be watchful that you are not ensnared into following them mm. after they have been destroyed before you. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that you do not inquire after their gods, mm. saying, how did these nations serve their gods? We will do likewise. Verse 31. You shall not do so to the Lord your God. For every abominable thing which the Lord hates, they have done for Mm. their gods. For even their sons and their daughters, they have burned in the fire to their gods. Whatever I command you, be watchful to do it. You shall not add to it or diminish it. He said it. Then he's saying it now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, judgment comes to the house of God first. My goodness. Y'all are in a good place. Don't let the enemy get you up out of here. Just watch this, prophetess. Just from these two verses, we shouldn't be worshiping. Listen, just from these two verses, we shouldn't be worshiping God in any other desired way or any other intention, even though it may be sincere. We should not do it. Just from these two verses, just from these two verses, I don't care who you are, teacher, prophet, apostle, I don't care who you are. Just from these two verses, God tells you how he feels about idolatry. Idolatry is image worship.
good intention, but sincere. But that's not what he told you. He said, when you're going to the land, don't even do it. Don't even inquire. Somebody been inquiring. He said, the way they worship their gods is an abomination. Make him want to vomit. It's an abomination to him. This is why you should be very careful of partaking of any traditions of men. I got it. I got it. Oh, I got something really. Uh, yo, hold on. For some reason, it seems like those two scriptures are not enough for people. I could get into Nimrod and Semiramis and what we are doing, and it's not Christmas. Jesus, my God. That's just the name. Man of God, do this real quick for me. Uh, go back to Mark. I'm going to hurry up here. Mark, this is good. I got to get to you. <laughs> Mark 7. Mark 7 and 13. Okay. You ready? Mark chapter 7 at verse 13. Thus you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition, okay. which you in turn hand on. And many things of this kind you are doing. Okay. People going to get mad. I don't care. Who you are. What you call yourself. This is just how the Antichrist works with someone who thinks a Christmas tree is not a big thing. Or even celebrating Christmas. I said this is how the Antichrist gets in. This is how he got in to the, 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 uh, the Kohen uh, Gadol. The Kohen Gadol. The high priest. Y'all listen to me. He was welcome in. He didn't just walk in, bust the door down. He was, he could get in. Y'all listen to this. But it is a big deal to God. I said it again. Someone who thinks that Christmas or Christmas trees is not a big deal or even celebrating Christmas. But it is a big deal to God. He showed us that. But it is a big deal to God, but not to man. This is how tradition becomes. Watch this. Listen to this. This is how tradition becomes and walks alongside of the truth. Y'all hear me? It walks and works. Tradition walks and works alongside of the truth. But know this. Tradition is designed to work with, watch this, your feelings and your flesh. And your emotions. Y'all didn't hear me. Tradition walks a line and works alongside of the truth. But your but the 
tradition is designed to work with your feelings and your flesh and your emotions. Truth works with your spirit. And truth will always lead you to the revelation of the matter. No matter how you feel. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Y'all listen to this. Truth will always lead you to God. Your feelings should always line up with, watch this, how God feels about that matter. So if I'm celebrating Christmas and how I feel about it, then I should be able to go and see how God feels about it. And if his feelings are the same as mine, then it's truth. But if it's tradition, it's allowed to, watch this, it's designed to walk along and work along with my feelings, my emotions. Not truth. Again, your feelings are not the truth. How does God feel? Is the Christmas tree of God? Watch this. The tree is. He created it. But didn't you see what Jeremiah's? It's what man does with his hands. And he makes it an idol. Teacher, because if they, all you have to do is go back to the book, the truth, and line up your feelings. If you're feeling some kind of way about it, go back to the book of truth and see if they line up to your feelings, the word. And you will have, watch this, peace about anything. If the word is truly the truth, not my feeling, not tradition. Tradition is designed to walk alongside of the truth. Watch this. Watch this. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all not ready. I'm going to be finished here. Tradition does this. Glory to God. I like this. I was writing this down so fast. It's a little sloppy, but I wrote it. Because I was writing fast. Tradition does this, teacher. It removes how God feels about it. Tradition does this. It removes how God feels about it. And you can take that truth and walk alongside of it now in your man-made traditions. And now you can justify your feelings and your emotions about it. This is what we do. Now listen to Listen to it. Don't you come for my Jesus. Don't you come. Nobody was coming for Jesus. No one was coming for Jesus. I'm just coming for the truth. I'm just coming for the tree. I'm not coming for Jesus. 
celebrate him, acknowledge him. I'm okay. But that's not how God said to celebrate him. That's not what he said, represent him. But man's tradition is working alongside of the truth. And tradition removes how God feels about it. And now it's about how you feel about it. Y'all all right? Man, I hope I'm listening to somebody. They're going to turn me off. Watch this. Tradition does this. It removes how God feels about it. And listen, it removes how God feels about it. And you can take that truth and walk alongside of it in your man-made traditions now. And now you can justify your feelings and emotions about what you feel is the truth. Instead of what God, listen, instead of what is the truth, which God is. How God feels about it. What did God say about it? And that's what we won't go and do. And he told you that in Deuteronomy. He told you that in Exodus, how he feels about it. My feelings should line up to anything that what God feels about idolatry. Not what I feel. Y'all right? Watch this. Watch this. Here we go. Watch this. Here we go. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Okay. This is how the body of Christ can celebrate. The same way that the world celebrates anything Listen, anything, not anything, not just Christmas. Because we celebrate Valentine's Day, too. We celebrate Halloween, too. Yes, we do. You just change the name, but it's the same thing. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. Listen, to this. this is how the body of Christ can celebrate the same way that the world celebrates. If the world is doing it. Why is the church doing it? Well, why they all ain't at church on Sunday? Why they all ain't at Bible study on Tuesday? Why they all not at intercessory prayer if, it's, if you're actually serving the same God? Okay, we don't want to do it. We don't want that. We don't want that. Mm -mm, nobody want to do it. Y'all got some good ammo here. Watch this. This is why they couldn't see the golden calf as an idol. This is why they can't see the Christmas tree as an idol. Because it's been walking alongside all this while with the truth of the fact that God does not like idolatry. I told you, just because you keep something the error so long doesn't make it true. So, 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 so watch this. Let's just see because people don't believe this. Watch this. This is what happened, teacher. Watch this. If the tree is in your house, it's in your heart. And if it's in your heart, and if it's in your heart, it's in your belief system. So it's, if it's in your belief system, watch this. That's where your worship comes from. Your worship comes from your belief system. So, so, it's truth. You must worship me in spirit and in truth. So the tree is not truth. It's not truth. It's pagan. This is why this scripture in Exodus is there for us. 
Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Y'all didn't get it. If it's in your house, it's in your heart. If it's in your heart, it's in your belief system. If it's in your belief system, then it's your worship. It's how you worship. That's where your worship come from. This is why God and you should not have any. He said you should have not any images of any other gods. Exodus 20, 22. No, go to Exodus 20 first. Go to Exodus 22 and 3. Almost finished. Mm. Woo! Exodus 20 and tw- 2 and 3. Exodus chapter 20 at verse 2. I am the Lord your God who has brought you out of the land of Egypt. Listen. Out of the house of bondage. Verse 3. You shall have no other gods before or besides me. Mm-hmm. Verse 4. What's the first commandment? Go, go to it. Right there. Go ahead. Next scripture. Go ahead. There you go. Uh-huh. I am the Lord, your God, who has brought you out of the land of Egypt. Go ahead. Out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before or besides me. There you go. Next one. Verse 4. You shall not make yourself any graven image to worship it or any likeness of anything that is in the heavens above or that is in the earth beneath Mm. or that is in the water under the earth. And I can tell you, each one of those places, the heaven would be the Anunnaki. On the earth, you would have Dagon in the water. See, these are all gods that, that, that he was telling them about. We're, y'all not ready. Yeah, all of his marvel. Jesus, my goodness. I'm going to cut it short. I'm going to cut it short. He's saying you should have no other images to come to me and say that there's a God. You said that the Christmas tree represents the birth of Christ. I don't know how. Or, or, I mean. But this is what they use. And then I don't have time to go into the uh, intricacies of all of that. But I'm just letting you know it's an idol. Watch this. That idol is before God. Just like the golden calf was. Y'all don't want to hear. They nobody want to hear this. They, they, they get mad at us over here. Watch this. I'm going to finish it right here. Watch this. Teacher. The menorah. Let's talk about something. We talk about tree. Let's talk about the tree. The, nor, the menorah represents the tree of life. Yes. That's what it said in the scripture. It represents the tree of life. Which is what? Jesus. God's word. And we are to eat from it, his word. We are to eat from his tree, the tree of life, his word. Ain't that right? Mm-hmm. But listen, but this man-made Christmas tree is from man's imagination and workmanship of Jeremiah of his own hands. Mm-hmm. Listen, and workmanship of his own 
imagination and his own hands, his workmanship of his own hand. And listen, and it is an abomination. Watch this. It's an abomination to try to glorify your worship to God with another God. And this is what he was trying to tell him. Don't use another God to come to me. There's no other God beside me, in front of me, beside me, over me, beneath me. No other. He's telling them, don't try to use this same calf to come to me. We, listen, we don't get it because we, watch it, we made this Christmas tree thing small. You know what's made it small? Tradition of the truth. We've made it small. It doesn't mean anything or it means this to me. We've made it small. That's what tradition does to the truth. He said, you made the truth of non-effect. The truth, tradition has trumped over it. This, see, we, we take the Christmas tree thing small. God told me today, no, you don't. Don't take it small. And they don't realize that he judged them. Then when I started off the scripture, he said that many of you, you have what? Prophesied in my name. Cast out demons in my name, but you don't know me. If you don't know that I hate pagan worship, they come to me, then you can't be mine. And nobody wants to, nobody, see, in the whole church, everybody going to get mad when you say this. It's a small thing. That's what tradition made it of non-effect, the word of God. He hates idolatry. Don't you think he knows? We made it a small thing. God said, you made God, listen. God said, you made gods for yourselves instead of receiving me, the truth. Christmas tree, watch this. The Christmas tree is just a perversion of the tree of life. They don't want to hear this, but it's a perversion of the tree of life. That's what it is. I said that's what it is. It's a perversion of the tree of life. If this is the tree of life, this is what represents Christ, then this is what should be in every house. And in Hanukkah, they say all in every home, every court, every all on the countryside, they had the menorah in their windows. This Christmas tree is a perversion of the tree of life. The menorah has seven candlesticks. Perfection. Perfect. The Hanukkah is a perversion. It has nine. Added two. And he told you not to. Ain't that right? Listen to this, and I'm finishing, TG. You can come on up. The nine candlestick is not what, Mo, what God gave to Moses. It's not what he gave to him. And what God does, he does forever. It represents Christ. It's not God. If a man made up tradition, how I want to say this. The nine candlestick is not what God gave Moses. It's a man-made-up tradition, false 
worship of the tree of life, the menorah, the nine candlesticks. It's designed to walk and work alongside of the truth. Watch this. And this is why you see the nine candlesticks more than you see the seven. You can't find it. Every, every commercial, every t-shirt is going to have, guarantee you, a nine. Because it's tradition is overtaking the truth. Y'all understand what I'm just saying? Seven is God's perfect number. Only man adds to it. I'm done teaching. I hope y'all got tonight and understanding. People are going to get mad. I didn't say you didn't love Christ. What I am saying is if we know God, we should know what he likes and we should know what he hates. And we should know what is biblical and what is man-made. And I'm not going to follow the traditions of men. Amen? Amen. Okay, teacher said that shit. Right. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. I hope y'all got something tonight. Help some of these people. God is not playing with us when it comes to idolatry. He showed us scripturally. And this is what the Greek and Antiochus Epiphanes was trying to get them all to do was compromise their faith, what they believed in to be truth. Amen? Amen. My God, my God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Where you at, Daniel? Okay. Elder Mike, will you uh, light us today? As always, as the elders about to light the menorah, the real tree of life. Isn't that something that Satan would actually use a tree? Just like he knows that this is the tree of life. He would use a tree to stumble as a stumbling block for all. The world and the Christian. Isn't that something? But we can't see that he's standing there on the porch and saying, I am the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. You know it's me. The scripture said I came in on the east gate, on the east gate, and I'm going to leave on the east gate. That's why I'm standing here. But they chose not to see. They chose not to see the truth. Some knew who he said he was because they knew the scripture. They denied him. All I know is God was angry at something that seemed to be right because they wanted to talk to God, but that wasn't his way. And if he is against idolatry and paganism then, I'm sure he's still against it today. I just pray Oh, let's, let's look upon these. Let's pray that the eyes of the body of Christ be open. I, I, 
I know you love him. But let's do it the way he said. And he said, even though that's right and the Ark of the Covenant was falling, it was not right for him to touch it, the other man. God has a way and he doesn't change. I just thank God that I can hear his voice. And I want to worship. I came out of paganism. I came out of new ways. I came out of it. I don't want to come into the kingdom and it's still there. And I'm still doing the same thing. No, I want to be set apart, set aside, kadosh for him. So when you gaze upon them, you're gazing upon the truth, the representation, the shadow of things to come. Seven candlesticks, 7,000 years of human history is in there. So he is the light of the world. It was the only light in the temple. No other light source was in the temple. Just like in the book of Revelation, when all is said and the Armageddon, all the war is over, he's going to be the only light. There will not be any darkness. He will be the only light that you'll have. There will always be light, no darkness. That's the word of God. He is the light of the world. My God, my God. This is just a shadow of things to come. Now tonight, when you leave, carry that light with you. Carry your light that's in you. The truth. Don't be ashamed of the truth. I love y'all. Shabbat shalom. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Amen. I guess if you, some people want to take communion, you can take communion up here. Okay. All right. I love y'all.